Hello and welcome to The Great Gildersleeve from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Kraft Foods Company presents Willard Waterman as The Great Gildersleeve. The Great Gildersleeve is brought to you, partially transcribed, by the Kraft Foods Company. How about it? Did you make pumpkin pie today for the big dinner tomorrow? The crust will be extra crisp and flaky if you used Kraft Oil, the wonderful new superfined oil. Kraft Oil is different from any other oil you can buy. Superfining gives Kraft Oil a lighter body, makes it blend faster and better with other ingredients. For smooth homemade salad dressing, finest baking, and all your frying... Lighter-bodied craft oil is the oil to use. Get a bottle soon. Well, the great Gildersleeve has always been one to get up in the morning, eat a hearty breakfast, and bustle off to the office. Lately, however, he's been taking the time to drive Leroy to school. Sure is nice of you, Aunt. Oh, don't mention it, my boy. You don't have to drive me to school. Oh, I want to. Well, I could walk like I used to. Besides, it makes you late to work. Well, what's a half hour, more or less? Why don't you let me out here on the corner? No, no, I'll swing around here where the faculty parks. I find the teachers? Hey, there she is. Hello, Miss Tuttle. You, Miss Tuttle. Oh, good morning, Mr. Gildersleeve. Oh, for corn's sake. <laughs> so this is why you drive me to school. No, my boy, I just happened to see it. This is pure coincidence. Ah! <laughs> Skeptic. Hey, why are you getting out of the car? Well, since I did just happen to see her, I may as well be polite and go talk to her. Oh, brother. How are you, Miss Tuttle? Very well, thank you. Yeah, I didn't expect to see you this morning, but since it's happened like this, we may as well chat a little. I'm sorry, but there's the bell. Bye now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Hardly worth it, huh? <laughs> Leroy home? He's upstairs. He's just been waiting for you to get home. Oh? Leroy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Miss Gilsley's home! Yeah, I'll bet he's waiting to rib me about the teacher this morning. You're shaking the house. Yeah. Guess what, Unc? What? My teacher sent a note home. Leroy, what have you been up to now? Nothing. I want to know what you've been up to. (laughs) What do you mean? Miss Tuttle gave me a note and said, Leroy, give this note to that nice uncle of yours. Really? Honest. That nice uncle of yours. That's what she said. Ah. Hurry and give him the note, Leroy. I got to go start dinner. (laughs) 
it here someplace. I ought to put it in one of my pockets. I wonder if I lost it. Leroy, are you pulling my leg? No, I'm looking for the note. <laughs> ah, well, here it is. Yeah, yeah, this is it, all right. I wonder why she'd be writing to me. Open it, Mr. Gillsleeve. I gotta go start dinner. <laughs> Leroy, if this is some trick, if you trumped up a note. No, no, it's hers. Look, it's good writing. <laughs> Let's see now. Say, it's from Miss Tuttle, all right. She says, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's she say, Unc? Is it mushy? <laughs> well, of course not. But she does want to see me. Yeah? Why? Well, she doesn't say, but... She asking you for a date? Well, if you must know, Leroy, she wants me to come over for tea. Tea? Wowee! <laughs> That's nice, Mr. Gilsleeve. Yes, indeed. Mr. Gilsleeve's going to have tea with the teacher. Yeah, Saturday afternoon. Hey, that's tomorrow. Yep. Mr. Gilsleeve's going to have tea with the teacher. He's going to have tea for two. <laughs> tea for two and two for tea. No, Bertie, there's nothing romantic about it. No. Yet. No, sir, but two for tea is a good start. <laughs> hey, what if we get a teacher in the family? No, Leroy. She couldn't flunk me. She'd be ashamed to. <laughs> oh. Hey, ma'am. Mr. Cooley's at the back door, Bertie. Come in, Mr. Cooley. Eggman, how is everybody this fine morning? Fine. Bertie, do you want to take the egg? Oh, I'll leave them in the refrigerator. Hello, Bertie. Hello, Mr. Cooley. I came in to discuss another matter. Hello, Leroy. Hi. With the head of the house. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. <laughs> Hello. What's on your mind, Cooley? Money. What? Haven't I paid my bill? Oh, you paid for your eggs, but I want to sell you something else. Oh. Have you bought your holiday turkey? Frankly, I've been waiting for the prices to go down. They're usually a little cheaper at the last minute. Well, if you want a cheap last-minute turkey... Cooley, I'm not after a cheap turkey. Oh, you needn't apologize. I have several customers who are penny pinchers. <laughs> I'm not a penny pincher. I'm just not ready to buy. I have other things on my mind. Yeah, Hunk's got a date with Miss Tuttle. Oh? Mr. Gillersleeve, if you don't want a turkey, why don't you take one to Miss Tuttle? Oh, for... I'd tie a ribbon around it with a festive card saying, A turkey for Miss Tuttle. <laughs> Cooley, I'm not giving Miss Turkey a tuttle. I mean... Oh, what a salesman. You don't want her to take Miss Tuttle a box of Phoebe's candy. Hello, Phoebe. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. What can I do for you this afternoon? Phoebe, I think I'll look over your candy stock. Okay, well. I want a little something that'll go well with tea. How's that? A little delicacy that goes well with a cup of tea. Yeah, I have a lemon behind the bottle. Oh, my goodness. What girl wants a lemon? You search me, but they marry him every day. <laughs> Just give me the biggest box of candy you have. Very well. That'll be seven fifty. Seven fifty? That's a lot of candy. 
Well, at least it's a lot of box. Must be for a very important date. Hey, Phoebe, what would you say if a pretty girl sent you a note inviting you to tea? Well, I wouldn't say anything to Mrs. Phoebe. <laughs> what? Mrs. Peavy's a fine woman, but she has green eyes. You're jealous, huh? I'm here to tell you. For a long time, she suspected me of being in love with Mary Pickford. Oh, Peavy. Well, several years ago, she discovered an autographed picture of Miss Pickford in my wallet. She sent you a picture? No, I got it out of a weighing machine. I, <laughs> I was just carrying it because I was keeping track of my weight. Oh? <laughs> Ever since then, Mrs. Peavy's been keeping track of me. Uh, Peavy, you're a card. Yeah, Mrs. Peavy thinks so. <laughs> charge the candy, Peavy. I'm due at Miss Tuttle's in half an hour. Oh, then you're teeing with Miss Tuttle. Yep. At her request, Peavy. I don't understand that. She's an attractive, intelligent girl. <laughs> oh, Peavy. It's very natural for an attractive single girl to be attracted to an attractive single man. You're right there. You two would make a fine pair. Thank you. I'm flattered that you agree. Mr. Gildersleeve, I never disagree with a $7.50 customer. Tuttle lives in a very neat apartment building. Uh, there's Judge Hooker coming down the street. He literally sees me with this five-pound box of candy and a carnation in my buttonhole. Hey, Judge! It won't do any harm to let him know a charming young lady has been sending me notes. Judge! Oh, Gilday, I didn't see you. What's the water commissioner doing with a boutonniere and a box of candy in the middle of the afternoon? Well, now that you ask, I'm just calling on a young lady who seems to be interested in me. You can't be serious. Remember Miss Tuttle, Judge? Very well. But what young lady is interested in you? <laughs> Miss Tuttle. Oh, no, that's impossible. <laughs> that's what you think. I've got the note right here in my pocket asking me to call this afternoon. Tea. Tea? Well, I think I'll go along with you. <laughs> Judge, you're not invited. I am, in a way. The evening I met Miss Tuttle at school, she said, I hope to see you again. And this is her chance. John, stop tagging along. You really need me, Gilday. What does the water commissioner know about the etiquette of drinking tea? I've had tea plenty. Well, you can watch me crook my finger and balance my cup and munch a crunchy. Judge, please. Now, let's see what apartment she's in. Apartment 305. That would be on the third floor. I know. Well, let's go up. Judge, if you step inside, I'll take this fire extinguisher off the wall and squirt you. I'm going, I'm going, Gilda. Don't point that at me. Yeah, pretty good fire extinguisher. Put out an old goat. <laughs> Quite a climb. No wonder Miss Tuttle has such a trim figure. Yeah, I see she has one of these peepholes in the door. Who is it? Peekaboo, Miss Tuttle. It's me. I. Oh, it's you, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yeah. Won't you come in? Thank you. You live in quite a crow's nest. I beg your pardon. It... <laughs> no offense. 
uh, quite a climb up here, I mean. Oh, well, I hope you didn't mind it. Yeah, not at all. I was just thinking that's probably why you have such a trim apartment. <laughs> well, that's unusual reasoning. Uh, won't you sit down? Yeah, thank you. By the way, I have a little treat for you. Candy. Oh, you shouldn't have done this. I didn't expect it. Well, you can depend on me to do the unexpected. <laughs> uh, may I pour you some tea? Yes, indeed. I've been looking forward to it. Beautiful tea service, Miss Tuttle. It was my mother's. Nice. Sugar? Three lumps. Cream or lemon? I drink mine black. I like a little lemon. If I'd known that, I could have brought you some lemons. But I decided on the candy. I'm glad. Well, here's how. What? Oh. <laughs> uh, Mr. Gildersleeve, I suppose you're wondering why I sent you the note. Well, I speculated a little. Naturally, I was flattered. <laughs> well, when I saw you at school this morning, I said to myself, Mr. Gildersleeve is just the man I'm looking for. Oh. <laughs> Spilled a little tea in my lap. <laughs> I'm sorry. Here, use this napkin. Well, that's all right. I'll just put down my teacup. Now, what were you saying? Well, of course, I'm new in Summerfield, and a woman doesn't make friends as quickly as a man. So I just decided to take matters into my own hands. You go right ahead. I'm all for you. <laughs> I knew you'd feel that way. You bet. I just felt that we'd have much in common. Mr. Gildersleeve, does nature interest you? There's nothing more interesting. <laughs> Good. Then I have a proposal to make. You're going to propose? Gildersleeve, you're dynamite. I want you to help me organize a bird watchers club. I beg your pardon? Bird watchers. Uh, you like wildlife. Well... Yes. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't disappoint me. I knew you were just a man. To watch birds? Well, to help organize the group. You know everyone in town, and I'd like you to bring three interested people to our first meeting. Oh, this date is for the birds. <laughs> Great Gildersleeve will be back in a few moments. Of course, you're having cranberries with your turkey tomorrow, and here's a wonderful new idea for serving them. Use them to flavor the best-tasting French dressing that ever topped a salad. Cranberry French dressing is ABC easy. The base is a cup of your regular basic French dressing. Naturally, you'll make it with Kraft oil. This glorious new oil is a super-fined oil. Superfining gives it a lighter body, and that means craft oil blends faster and better with other ingredients. It takes less than a minute to make French dressing with craft oil. Just combine three-fourths cup of craft oil, one-fourth cup vinegar, one teaspoon salt, one teaspoon sugar, one-half teaspoon paprika, one-fourth teaspoon dry mustard, and a dash of freshly ground pepper. Shake well, and you're through. Now, to turn this French dressing into a cranberry treat for your Thanksgiving salad... Take half a cup of jellied cranberry sauce and beat it with a rotary beater until it's nice and smooth. Then gradually blend in the cup of French dressing. Chill in your refrigerator 
And it's ready to serve. Cranberry French dressing goes specially well with fruits and with cottage cheese. The same craft oil that makes French dressing so extra smooth also does marvelous things for any baking recipe that calls for liquid shortening. That's because craft oil blends more perfectly into all kinds of dough and batter. Be sure to have a bottle of superfine, lighter-bodied craft oil on hand always. Well, the great Gildersleeve felt pretty good when Miss Tuttle invited him for tea. In fact, he went around town bragging about it, being asked for a date. He's back home now, and because of his boasting, he's taking a roasting. Oh, Unky, I can't get over it. You thought you had a date with the pretty teacher, and all she wanted was to ask a favor of you. Well, Marjorie... He takes her a five-pound box of candy, and she sends him home to watch the birds. <laughs> hey, oh, Unky. Now, children, bird watching is a popular hobby. A lot of people enjoy it. In fact, I'm looking forward to it. There are a lot of very interesting and strange birds around here. Yeah, we got a weird one here in the house. <laughs> yes, yes. Mind you, should have seen him getting ready to call on my teacher. Oh? Children, lay off. Leroy, is my tie straight? Leroy, does this look like a real carnation in my buttonhole? Big deal. <laughs> All right, have your fun. I'm still glad I went. And I'm going bird watching. Did somebody call Birdie? No, Bertie. Hey, Bertie, you want to know why Miss Tuttle invited Uncle over? Leroy, let me tell it. You always distort things. I do? What happened, Miss Gilsley? Yes, Uncle, tell your version. Well, Miss Tuttle has a very sound idea. She wants me to form a nature study group. You? Yes, Bertie. We're going to study bird life. Yes. Our little feathered friends. Yes. Family's having fun at my expense, but actually, it's quite an honor. Why? Well, if Miss Tuttle didn't like me, she wouldn't have asked me to do it. No, sir. She knows I'm a good organizer. I have a lot of influence, and I know everybody. That's why she asked me to bring three interested people into our group. She doesn't want to study nature with you alone, huh? <laughs> Young man. Just asking. Uh, can you get three people to go, Unky? Can I get three people? I bet you could get the judge and Mr. Peavy. No, I'm not going to ask them. No, sir? Yeah, let me see. What prominent people can I get? The mayor's out of town. I could go down and invite Police Chief Gates to jail. He has enough birds to watch. <laughs> no, the chief wouldn't fit. Now, who else do I know? There's, uh... You know, let's see. There's, uh... You know, I might just let Peavy and the judge in on this. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hello, Peavy. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. And the judge. You two are just the friends I want to see. Al. I'd like to interest you two fellas in a little nature study. What? What's the nature of the study? <laughs> well, I'm organizing a bird watchers club. Are they? Bird watchers club, Petey? That's what I thought you said. <laughs> and since you fellas are my closest friends, I thought I'd do you a big favor and take you in first. 
<laughs> You've taken us in before. <laughs> I've always been fond of bird watching, but isn't this a new activity for you, Gildy? Well, I just got interested in it, if that's what you mean. Petey, you'd like to join, wouldn't you? Well, Mr. Gildersleeve, with the holidays and all, I'm a little busy for bird watching. Yes, yes. But I have a cat who'd like to join. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You don't have any other members, Gildy? Well, Miss Tuttle. <laughs> now I'm beginning to understand why Miss Tuttle wrote you the note. Yeah, I know. The five pounds of candy he took her was his initiation fee. <laughs> well, all right, fellows. I'll admit she delegated me to dig up some club members. Come on. Join up. Well, I've always been one to look before you leave. How do you watch birds? Well, why, you go out in the field or woods, find yourself a flock of birds, and watch them. <laughs> my, my. Peter, you have a parrot at home. Don't you ever watch it? Not since I got television. <laughs> Judge, I can see you're all for it. Would you care to go on our first outing? I'd like to. Great. Except I'm busy tomorrow also. Oh, Judge, you're just saying that. You're as mealy-mouthed as Peavy. Well, now, I mean... <laughs> I guess he is at that. <laughs> Don't have anybody yet. Couldn't even get Marjorie to join the club. I'll just have to call Miss Tuttle and tell her I've failed. I guess I've spoiled my chances of ever dating her. Hello? Miss Tuttle? Yes? This is Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve. Oh, yes, Mr. Gildersleeve. I just know you have wonderful news. Well, I have news. I knew you'd make our project a success. You want to give me the names of the new members? Well... Zeke. Zeke who? <laughs> uh, I, I don't have a complete list at the moment. Oh, well, you can give me that later. Oh, I forgot to ask you if you could spare a little extra time for me. There are so many things you and I must plan together. Just you and me? Well, I have plenty of time for that. Wonderful. And Mr. Gildersleeve, I hope you don't mind my leaning on you. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> Love it. But I'm trusting you to select the best spot for our field trip. Oh? It would be terrible to go out and not find any birds. Yeah, that would never do. I'm so excited about tomorrow. Thanks for calling, Mr. Gildersleeve. Not at all. Bye. Bye. First I get stuck with finding members, and now I have to find the birds. <laughs> I must know somebody. I... Say, I've overlooked Leroy. He can't refuse to join. I pay his allowance. <laughs> Leroy! Yeah, I have to make this pretty attractive to snare him. What's the pitch, Aunt? <laughs> the pitch? Well, it just occurred to me, before we fill our membership, I should give you a chance to sign up with the club. Yeah? How many have signed up? Well, they don't exactly sign up. They just agree to come. Well, how many have agreed to come? My boy, we don't give out that information to non-members. <laughs> yeah, how about it? You want to be a member? What would I be, a bird watcher, junior grade? <laughs> Not at all. You mean I'd be a full-fledged member? You bet. Just like an adult? Of course. And I can go on your trips? That's right. You want to join? No. <laughs> oh. Am I excused now? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Mr. Gasly, Mr. Cooley's here. Him again? 
Come in, Cooley. Eggman. I want to give you one last chance to buy your holiday turkey from me. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. Hello. Cooley, I thought I made it clear that I'm not buying a turkey. You did, but I happen to be gifted with bulldog tenacity. I don't give up. Cooley, if you'll excuse me, I have to phone some people. About joining your bird watchers club? You know about that, too? Leroy told me. Well, yes, I have to round up some members and find a place to watch birds. You don't know where you're going to watch them? Not exactly. Mr. Gildersleeve, I have a thought. No. Yes, I have. <laughs> if you'll go to the junction and turn left off the highway, you'll find a very rustic setting. Oh, really? A natural habitat for birds. Well, thank you, Cooley. Miss Tuttle and I were wondering where we'd find a rustic setting. <laughs> Are you sure you're looking for birds? <laughs> Come to think of it, what if there aren't many birds? <laughs> what if Miss Tuttle and I are the only members? The smaller the club, the closer. Yes, sir. What am I worried about? Hey, Aunt. Yes, Leroy? I've decided to be nice to you and go along. If you want to be nice to me, stay home. <laughs> This looks like the spot. It's rustic. Leaves and all. It's beautiful. I'm just sorry we couldn't interest more people in our club. Yeah, but on the other hand, it's clubbier this way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you did try to get members, didn't you, Mr. Gildersleeve? Oh, yes. Some people just don't enjoy the simple pleasures like we do. (laughs) Oh, this is a marvelous sanctuary. How'd you ever find it, Mr. Gildersleeve? Well, I gave the matter a lot of thought and... Got some advice on the subject. I particularly wanted to please you, Miss Tuttle. Look, I even brought some grain. Oh, that was thoughtful. Shh. Look at the birds. Yeah, sparrows. Snowbirds. Who? The junco finch. Oh, yes, junco finch. <laughs> you can tell by their white vests. They're cute. Yeah, I'd feed them, but they're not quite big enough to eat corn. Oh, toss them some. They're very sociable birds. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Look at them go for it. Say, bird watching is fun. Listen. A turkey. Hey, a wild turkey. There he is, coming through the woods. What do you know? Thanksgiving dinner walking right toward me. What are you going to do? Toss him some corn. I'm glad I didn't buy a turkey. Mr. Gildersleeve, we're here to watch. Well, we have to eat, too. Now we can. I can jump out and grab him by the leg. Got him. Turkey watching with those wings. There, I got a half Nelson on him. He's a beautiful turkey, Mr. Gildersleeve. But what do you think you should keep him? You bet I'm going to keep him. This is the kind of bird watching I like. I'm going to watch him in the oven. This gobbler must weigh 18 pounds. As a matter of fact, he weighs 18 and a half pounds. Cooley, what are you doing out here? There are more ways than one to sell a turkey. Oh. The Great Gildersleeve will be back in just 30 seconds. Have you ever used a superfined oil in your homemade salad dressings? You have if you've used Kraft Oil. Kraft Oil is the wonderful new kind of oil created by the makers of Miracle Whip. And it's the only oil that's superfined for home use. 
Superfining gives craft oil a lighter body, and that means it blends faster and far more perfectly with the other ingredients a recipe calls for. Next time you shop, remember craft oil, the superfined oil created by craft. Yes, Leroy? You gonna drive me to school this morning so you can get a look at Miss Tuttle like you've been doing? Not this morning, my boy. You run along. What's the matter? Didn't you two hit it off on your bird watching? Leroy, let's not get inquisitive. Who's inquisitive? Why can't you take me? What happened? Now, my boy. Lately, you couldn't wait to take me to school. When you'd see Miss Tuttle, you'd hop out of the car, stumble all over yourself, and yell, Yoo-hoo, Miss Tuttle! Why can't you take me this morning? This morning, I'm taking Miss Tuttle. Yeah, him. Yeah, good night, folks. <laughs> the Great Gildersleeve is played by Willard Waterman. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of The Great Gildersleeve. Done up just right, a delicious hamburger can be truly a gourmet's delight, a big deal in eating pleasure. Of course, just about every good cook knows that a dash of craft-prepared mustard really makes a hamburger. Because when you add a little mustard, you add a lot of tang. Craft mustard, naturally. There are two kinds of craft-prepared mustard. Mild craft mustard, if you like it smooth and delicately spiced. Snappy craft mustard with horseradish added, if you like it zippy. Get both kinds of craft-prepared mustard at your food store. Tonight, play You Bet Your Life on NBC.